down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast Line. I'm Chris McCarthy. As always, Marcus Farrow's holding the fort down. Hey. We have a um, very interesting show tonight. We, I think uh, so. Yeah, I think it'll be, be nice. We've been having a very nice off-air discussion with our guest, and we'll introduce you to him in a bit here. Um, obviously, Marcus, Ward 3. Yes. That, that's a big thing for us. Um, I know Barry's show had a number of people calling in about that, Yeah, about Ward 3, and so we can see that the momentum is picking up in the city. It, people are interested. And here's the thing. There's going to be in this special election, a limited number of people that are going to decide who's, who the next Ward 3 city council is going to be. Right. I did, I ran Hugh Dunn's uh, city council campaign You're back in 2017. <laughs> yeah, it's me. So it's all my fault. And uh, about 700, I looked at the numbers again, about 700 people showed up to that special election. Amazing. General election. Now it was raining that day, which matters. But um, my, you know, the thing is, is when you've got people in a special election, those people are civically engaged, which means... They're listening to WBSM. Correct. They're reading the paper. Yes. They are knowing what they know the issue and they know what's going on. That's why we want to have all the candidates on. We've had a couple on so far, and we have another uh, another candidate with us today, Robert Cabral. Hey, Robert, how you doing? Good. How you doing today? Good. Uh, thanks for joining us. So, let's get started with you know introducing yourself and telling us why you decided to run for Ward Three City Council. Well, I'm forty year. Manager and a leader with a focus on customer service. 30 years as a businessman, a retailer with a new construction, doing fireplaces, working with contractors and homeowners. 10 years as a National Guard officer. Um, I mean, the people out there, I, I think they want some change. I mean, the number one priority I'm hearing is customer service. And when I say customer service, it means constituent service. Let me just help you out. You want to stay right here. I, I know it's I know it's weird I to not hard. to want to look at us, but yeah. just talk into the microphone. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> yep. Much better, right? So I mean, I'm all about old-fashioned customer service. You know, I mean, I'm the guy that's screaming at the answer machine, the the customer service machine, saying, "Hey, customer service!" You know, that's me because I'm used to talking to people. Nowadays, you can't even talk to anybody. So, I mean, that's the... I've been out there But you today. do have to talk into the microphone. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was out there today, and that was the number one complaint. So you started your, your campaign getting signatures today. Oh, it was an exciting day, uh, with the exception of the physical that I went to early this morning. Uh, <laughs> oh, that fun. I went down, and I grabbed my papers. I saw seven names on the list, which was pretty exciting. Now we need to get some of our citizens involved, you know? We need more than just a 5% turnout. Right. Um, and I saw that out of the seven names on that list, most of them had heart. So most of them are just want to come here and make a difference. So right. this is going to be an exciting campaign. I ordered signs. I ordered door hangers. I ordered handouts. 
I went knocking. I would have kept knocking, but it started raining, you know, so I even got 10 signatures. And more importantly, I got my first $50 donation. So Fantastic. we are moving. So, um, <laughs> I mean, it's nice because I'm in a position right now where I can't win unless I go at this full time. So yeah. for the next month, month and a half, that's what I'm going to do. So, I mean, it's not going to be a traditional campaign. It's going to be grassroots. So we're knocking on doors, talking to people, and and trying to get them to vote. That's sure. the only chance I have of winning. So, um, we're talking with you off the air. You 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 have thought a lot about policies in the city. You've thought a lot about that. I can tell you. We 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 talked quite a bit off the air. Um, talk a little bit about what you want to do when you get elected. I mean, the big thing is these projects are happening. You know, so you got the golf course, you got Hicks Logan, you got the waterfront, you got the wind. So there's a lot going on. You got the rail. So they're they're happening. So we don't need to really discuss whether they're going to be happening or not. You know, we need someone that's going to be there that's going to take leadership of it. That's going to be there to see opportunity that might have been missed, you know, to, to be eyes and ears and see what's going on. And also, more importantly, to be able to adapt to any problems that occur and you know if if everything's held back at a standstill because nobody knows what to do so it's going to take real leadership so we're speaking with robert cabral he's running in the special election uh for the ward three city council uh race so robert uh you do have some military uh background could you tell us about that a little bit Yes, uh, actually, I was uh, sworn in right down here on Sycamore Street. It looks like that building is getting a little bit of a facelift. I'm yeah, not sure. Bomber, yep. yeah. I'm not sure what's happening there, but they said that place was haunted. But um, <laughs> Tim says that. Yeah. Tim Weisberg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember some of the sergeants talking about a lot of the noises they heard when they were by themselves and things. So I don't know, but that's a beautiful building. Yeah, sure. But uh, I was actually uh, an officer in Fall River, the, the infantry unit that they had down there for a lot of years. I, I was an executive officer and a platoon leader, a weapons platoon leader. So it was, it was interesting. It was a... Uh, peacetime you know uh right. our we were gonna die in a, a nuclear war they had a <laughs> spot picked out for us in germany <laughs> right in the folder gap yep oh yeah did you did you get deployed over there at all uh not in germany we did go to fort bragg and right you know we actually went to the national training center one year so we played the enemy right yeah so it was fun it's tough learning russian though too isn't it oh yeah right they let us dress as russians though yeah yeah so what do you, what do you think the military brings to the job of being city council what do you think you know from the military that'll help you being a city councilor? well i mean of course the military teaches you discipline the military teaches you discipline so um you're focused you know you're you're a leader you're in charge you know and a good leader is not one that says get going a good leader is one that says let's go right so it, it depends what type of leader you are like everything else, there's good and bad ones out there. So um, you're talking about the golf course, right? That's, I think, going to be the major issue in the campaign. Uh, it's, um, it's, you know, it's something that has, there's been a lot of public forums. There's been a lot of, a lot of public discussion. Um, how are you going to be a steward for that project and for the continuation of that project and for the residents uh, that are impacted by it? 
Well, I mean, it's definitely some good numbers. You know, I mean, $2.7 million in, in tax revenue, mm-hmm. million square feet, $80 million worth of assessment, 1,000 jobs. So, I mean, it's all good. You know, and when I talk to people, I mean, the people are concerned about traffic, you know. Yeah. Traffic's a big issue. Traffic's going to be a big issue in Hicks Logan when that comes around. Um, but, I mean, I'm I'm really concerned about the nuts and bolts of it. I haven't been able to find that much on it so i don't know how much of it's public knowledge unless i'm looking in the wrong spot yeah and then i just can't understand why 60 applications were taken out and not one bid came in i mean something's wrong with that you know i mean if i had a chance as a business owner to bid on a construction job like that i'd be all over it so i'm really more concerned about the nuts and bolts and again also as this project takes place, again, the opportunities that might be missed, you know, maybe there's another way of egress. I mean, there's a lot that you can look into if you've got the eyes and the, and the ability and the knowledge and the desire to look at it. And, and then the second thing would be um, dealing with problems as they arise. So, Robert, you brought up something that I think has maybe been glossed over in the conversations we've had is the fact that what are the, what are the problems that are keeping people from from bidding on this job i i can't figure it out right i'd be all over it i would be all over it if i you know i'm a businessman i mean they're not there to lose money so there's (laughs) gonna be something in there that's that's saying wait this is we're not gonna make any money on this or some kind of requirement that's just not worth it right it's gonna be something 60 applications not one came back yeah it's it's been puzzling i know marcus and i have both we've we've talked about it here yeah it's puzzling we don't know what it is I, i i understand they're in a bit of a retrench right now they're trying to get some feedback from some of the bidders um that's the first thing i've been doing i've yeah. been calling a couple of them and say what's the issue right you know talk to me what's the problem you know i mean if this stuff isn't discussed and talked about then th- there's not going to be any solutions so we're speaking with um robert cabral he's running in the special election for ward three city council so you live in the hicks logan area um, most of the candidates, I think, are in the Hathaway Road area, but you live in the Hicks-Logan area where um, where actually Councilor Dunn lived. Um, what are the some of the issues in the Hicks-Logan area that you see as a resident there, and what um, do you propose that um, – what are you proposing that will fix them? I mean, Hicks-Logan – I mean, let's face it, it's an area of the city that's been neglected. Yeah. The streets are awful, you know. Um, it's horrible, but it's got so much potential. Yeah. As I look at the plan, and unfortunately, the plan's been going on since 2008, so I'm a little concerned yeah. why I haven't seen any shovels in the in the dirt yet. But, um, you know, that's something I could look into. But as I look at the plan and I drive down there, you know, the, the business mind just kicks in. I, I think of so many things that could be done. You know, I, I already have a little food truck area where we could put food trucks, you know, and let mm-hmm. them go down. I already got a little area in my mind where we maybe put a little ice skating park. I mean, there's just so many things you could do down there. But you need somebody that's got that vision, you right. know, got that, that ability to look at things and say, you know, I'm not going to just take this plan and say this is it. Right. I'm going to look for opportunity in this plan. What can we do to, 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 to make it better? Well, so, yeah, uh, you know, when I had Mayor Mitchell on uh, a few weeks ago, he talked about some of the issues in Ward 3. He would brought up how he and Dunn had worked on bringing back the redevelopment authority to work on Hicks Logan. He called it the, the most distressed area. It is. The most distressed neighborhood in the city. So um, 
are you supportive of that um, ongoing project? Uh, do you think there should be things done differently? What's your thoughts? I think there should have been a lot more effort going into this project in the last, what, 12 years since that report came out? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a priority to somebody, but I can guarantee you it's going to be a priority to me, you know, and it's an important priority. I mean, we have a beautiful waterfront. I mean, that's a lot of space and that's a lot of prime real estate and it can be beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's got, it's got plans for a marina. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what the capacity is at the other marina, but I can tell you the other marina is pretty beat up and needs some work. So, I mean, there's a lot to do. I'm excited about it. Oh, we're speaking with Robert Cabral, who's a candidate for Ward 3. And one of the things that you're uh, passionate about is helping the homeless. And this is a very compassionate city, very compassionate area. Um, the mayor will even ask people to stop donating to them when they're standing on the street corner, but they don't. <laughs> they don't because people feel bad for people who are homeless. They want to help them in the, in the way that they can. You've got some ideas about helping the homeless, and I, I can tell you're passionate about it. Communicate to the audience a little bit about what your thoughts are on helping the homeless. Well, I've been working in a nonprofit for the almost the last year, um, and I, I just can't believe that they're throwing the people out of the homeless shelter at six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning with all their gear. So then they're all complaining that they're downtown, hanging around downtown. So if we had a twenty-four hour wraparound shelter with services that are provided at the shelter. I mean, another thing about downtown, you know, people complain about them hanging downtown. But guess what? That's where all the services are. That's right. where the community center are. That's what John Mitchell says. Yeah. It's truth. You know, it's fact. So if you don't want them downtown, you know, don't kick them out of the shelter. Let's give them some services. Let's bring the services to the shelter. I mean, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. It's being done, you know, and it just doesn't make sense to me. Another thing is those... If you look what they did in Mass and Cass last year in Boston, they put some of these pallet shelters up. You know, people are like, oh, I don't want that in my area. You know, they're not going to want it in your area. But guess what? These shelters, they're going to be secure. They usually have 100% security, you know, so it's not going to be issue with crime and things of that nature. So it's going to be a place where people have security. So just explain what a pallet shelter is for those of us who don't who aren't aware of it. It's like a little mini house, a little, you know, those mini homes. It's kind of like a. Like six- the one my dog had in the backyard. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's a six by nine shelter with a bed. Oh, really? You know, oh, yeah. You could put two beds in it. And, you know, they got a lock, they got heat, they got, you know, they got security. They could put their bed, their head on the bed at night. And, you know, so I spend a lot of time talking to people out there. Okay. You know, and the number one thing is. You know, they want to feel like they have security. Even right. when they're in the open bay shelters, they're not secure. People are stealing their stuff. You know, it's it's not a good environment sometimes. Okay. So at least in these shelters, they have their own space. Now, where, where would you recommend, if anywhere, that, that they start to construct these? I, I actually have so many good spots I've already picked out in this city. I mean, I'd put one right in Nick's Logan. I really would. Okay. You know, there's a great spot down there. And, uh, you know, like I said, there'd be security. You could almost get a job agency involved and maybe dole people to some of the fishing places down there. I mean, you've got to think out of the box. I can remember uh, my friend Jojo Forts, who was a Ward 4 city council for many years, um, talking about the fact there's no shower facilities and that you could 
there are movable showers. There are type of they you can bring them to an area so that homeless people can shower. Because I mean, obviously, if you haven't showered in a couple of days, it's not it's not a good situation. Oh, yeah. Well, right? I mean, at one point they were they had a program. I don't know who was paying for it, but they were allowed to go to the Y and get a free shower. Right. So that was a good program. Sure. I don't know why they got rid of that. You know, but I mean, you could get. I mean, I even heard there was a. a a bathroom facility right at City Hall that somebody locked. You know, that right outside, outside access that somebody locked a few years back. And, and it's like, what? That's interesting, right? That's uh, interesting. I, I, I don't know if it's true, but I see a door. It looks like it should be a bathroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see a so, door. So why, why wouldn't you do that? Open that up. You don't want to clean it? Uh, what is it? You know, I right. mean, the cops can come check it out once, you know, every hour or whatever. I don't know. But, you know, those... Portable showers, $35,000, you get a shower, bathroom, and, you know, let the city sponsor that. Right. Anything. Um, anything's better than doing nothing. So one of the, one of the you brought up the cops, so I'll, I'll bring it up. The um, One of the projects that, that Hugh Dunn and the rest of the council worked on uh, was to secure the benefits or attempt to secure the benefits for the Cassidy family. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Cassidy, of course, was a, was a good Marine, yep. died in the line of duty because of COVID. Um, and he's not, you know, there's, they weren't going to get the benefits. And now it's at the state level now. Yeah, it's, it's going to have to have someone pushing on it. Hugh Dunn successfully pushed on it through the city council with a number of other city councils, including Ian Abreu and the, and the police and fire unions. And it really, it was a, a real, I think, a great effort by the city of New Bedford. I, I, I agree. Right, the elected officials. We're looking for someone who's going to continue that. I'm all about that. All right. I mean... I'm a we big can't recruit police and fire and EMS if we're going to let them no, die without benefits. I'm right? all about blue. I'm all about red. You know, I mean, they do an incredible job for us. I mean, it's like everything else in life. You know, you've got the, what's the bell curve, right? You've got 100 cops. You've got 10 good ones. You've got 80 decent ones, and you've got 10 crappy ones. And right. It's like that with politicians, and it's like that with radio show personalities. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just the way <laughs> it is. So, we need to support <laughs> our guys. Right. You know, and we need to, this is the problem I have. I always had my whole life is you've got to hold the bad ones accountable. And, yes. And that's where I have a problem, because sometimes they protect their own. So, as a city council, you're not just going to be handling Ward 3 issues. You're going to be voting on things for the entire city. You know, we talked about the um, effort to get Sergeant Cassidy's family, uh, the benefits that they deserve. Uh, but also, you're going to every year be voting on the budget. And there's going to be people like us in the media, and there's going to be your constituents. Uh, and everybody's in the city watching how you vote, how the city council votes, where they allocate, where they cut. Does do any cuts or uh, did, is there any areas in the city now on uh, the city government that you see as areas that need to be cut or need to be um, appropriated with more money? I really don't haven't looked at it that that in depth, but I mean we need to support our city workers. I mean that's the bottom line. We have to stand behind them, and we also have to hold them accountable. You know, and as, as you know, I'm at the point in my life where. I've had the, the, the good paying job. I mean, I, maybe I'm getting old. I'm trying to get into heaven. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, but I just want to get back. Politics is not the route, my friend. <laughs> I know. I know, but I just want to get back. So, you know, I, I'm not going to be the kind of guy that, you know, nobody's going to be able to buy me. I'll tell you that right now. So if that's what they want, then they, they, they're with the wrong people. You know, I'm just about, 
I'm sincere, and I if and I tell people if I if I'm messing up, call me out on it. Call me out on it because I'm, and I'm not gonna make everybody happy. But if my heart's in the right place and I'm doing what's right for the people, everything else falls into place. So, um, Robert, we're speaking with Robert Cabral, who's a candidate for Ward Three. Um, this is your first for, foray into politics. Yep. Um, sounds to me like you're enjoying it so far. I really am. Really? I mean, you know, I've I've been asked if you ran a campaign and. No, I've never run a political campaign, but I've run a million marketing campaigns in my life. You're an infantry officer. That's right. right. You know? so, How do people follow your campaign? How do they get more information about you? Uh, I mean, right now, uh, I mean, we have a Facebook page. Okay. So that's the main one. Uh, so it's Robert Cabral Ward 3 Facebook. <laughs> Robert Cabral Ward 3 Facebook page. And, uh, you know, my phone number's on there. I encourage people to call me, 508 441 1248. Again, I will answer the call, and, and Mr. Bromley's going to come in, in a little bit, and he's going to be about the same thing. So, you know, it, like I said, it's it's a great group of people, and I, I just want to see customers get involved, constituents. I, I have, Marcus, I have been, and I think you have been, too, impressed with the field of candidates that have come out Absolutely. so far. for sure. Um, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. You really don't know. Um, and the it's really, as you point out, it's all about the voters at yeah. this point. And I think every candidate that's declared thus far has had very valuable professional life and life experiences. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, now it's up to you folks at home to actually vote, right? right. To yeah. encourage them. Exactly. Because there's nothing worse than going out, working your heart. I mean, you're, you've thought about these issues. Whether people agree with you or not, it's up to them. Exactly. But they can vote on election day. But you're putting, you're putting your heart and your, and, and your reputation on the line, and people ought to at least give you a shot. Well, right? I mean... The, I'm about consensus. You know, I was talking, I said to Phil the other day, he keeps saying it's a 50-50 government. And it is, you know, so we vote for something, 50% of the people are happy, 50% of the people are sad. Right. And it's almost the same way in the city, you know, it's always a 6-5 vote, 6-5 <laughs> vote, 6-5 vote. Whatever happened to 7 and, you know, 7-4, 9-2, you know, more people benefit that way. The best deals are the deals where nobody's really happy. <laughs> right. Right? So do, do you do you think you'll be a consensus builder on the city council? I will. Okay. I will. I mean, I have my thoughts, but, you know, I'm not one that likes to push my thoughts. It's not my thought that matters. It's it's everybody else's thought. Is there any particular city councilor right now that you that you look to as a as someone you think is doing a really good job, but, you know, I'm not looking for you to bash anybody at all. Yeah, no. But, you know, it's just... I mean, if you want to, that'd be good <laughs> yeah. for, radio, for radio. Marcus yeah. wants you to do that. Yeah, I want you to do it. <laughs> but, no, no I, I as, like you, as you watch the council, I mean, I is there anybody you, you say who's, who's a real guide star for you? Well, I can tell you that me and Ian kind of got off to a bad start because I used the word you when I was talking about homeless, and I, and I meant it plural, and I didn't mean it. Okay. You. Okay. You know, so... Um, but you know, Ian's so you don't get along with I do. the council president. I, mean, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I mean, but I'm willing to, you know, work with everyone. I mean, personalities. I mean, but he's the name that I hear consistently that that's doing what the customers want to hear. You know, that he's he's the name. Call Ian, call Ian. And let me tell you, the other guy is Shane Burgo. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, like Shane. Shane's I'll guy. be honest yeah. with you. I mean, he called me back. He called me back and he met me. And, you know, it was nice to, to, to sit down with someone that's actually doing it. 
and talk about the job. You know, he, so he, he is he, a good guy. Yeah, he made housing a signature issue in his campaign and of his tenure as a city councilor. So, and he's really working hard on that too. So, and we have different political views, but I guarantee you that we would work together real good. So, uh, Robert Cabral, candidate for Ward 3 City Council. Um, our time's just about up now, but I appreciate you coming in, sharing your platform, sharing your background with us, and we'll talk to you more as this uh, as this campaign unfolds. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. R real nice to meet you. Yeah, really Thank nice you. to meet you. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. 1420 WBSM. Hey, welcome back. I like that Robert Cabral. Yeah, he's a nice, nice guy. guy. Yeah. Nice enough guy, right? Hey, you know what? I do want to take a minute, actually, to uh, thank some people. I had a few people text me today, like Will Sennott at the New Bedford Light, and uh, everybody's getting their Spotify wrapped, which is like, uh, basically, if you listen to the Spotify, uh, you can listen to South Coast Tonight on Spotify, but if you listen to music and podcasts, it'll give you your top podcasts, uh, like your top five podcasts. Okay. And Will Sennott sent me his, and I, we, South Coast Tonight was number one, oh, and I appreciated great. that, and I had other people message me that South Coast Tonight was their number one listen to podcast as well. And He does a very good job at the he, he does, yeah. yeah. We had him on to talk about his uh, his big uh, column with uh, ProPublica, his big report uh, about the consolidation of the fishing industry, which was really fascinating. That was a serious article. Yeah, it was a serious article. So I really appreciate the support that um, that that uh, people have been showing for the the podcast and the program. And you can listen to the podcast at any time. The uh, I try to upload them as soon as the hour is over, and so so it's easy and accessible, especially if you miss stuff. By the way, he's not just a host. Hmm? He's a hell of a producer and marketer. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. So, um, <laughs> no, but really, uh, folks, I mean, his, his columns uh, on WBSM.com are getting statewide attention. Marx's columns, which means oh, you're Chris. getting statewide attention. Oh, um, because he's covering, he's covering the stuff in our community, political stuff mostly. Y yeah. It's then, then, then they're. Big like political people like that Politico picking and, up and carrying it. Yeah, so Politico and State House News Service ran a column of mine on their their uh, daily newsletter. Um, we we have you know I've had I've had Lisa Kaczynski on a, a, a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. You know, both on my Saturday show and she's been on with us before. And uh, and so she's been a great she, the political playbook, such a great resource. And whenever I can get something on there, I'm really I'm really grateful for it. And we, we, we've developed obviously we've, we've over the years we've developed a good relationship with Channel 12 as well. They'll be they'll yeah. be in and around with us as yeah, well. Nisi will will be in studio with us in a couple of weeks. So what what I'm saying, folks, is you at home who are our callers and our regular listeners, you're all part of it, obviously as well. Um, this. Community we're attempting to build here, right? Yeah. To try to get more of a spotlight on what's going on in South Coast. Yeah. For the rest of the state to see it as well. Yeah. And, so it, it, and, I, and I think it's, like I said, I think in the in the short time that we've been on the air in this in this, um, in this this time slot, we've really hit the mark on that so far. So there's a lot more to talk about. You know, we've got some issues that are going on in towns. And during the election, I heard people say, hey, can you cover Fairhaven? Hey, can you cover Dartmouth? And we're doing that now. I had Leon Corey on yesterday, and then we're going to have... Um, uh, someone from the Dartmouth uh, town government on hopefully next week to talk about the issue they got going on there. So, Marcus, as, as people who live in the city might not realize, the towns are loaded with elections in the spring. Yeah. And they're really important stuff, right? Yeah. Really important stuff. And it's going to be very interesting. And sometimes they get really entertaining. They do. I mean, especially in Fairhaven. Fairhaven for a while was front and center uh, of a lot of uh, a lot of like municipal local town uh, drama. Town elections are uh, can be pretty vicious, nasty. Yeah, vicious, pretty nasty. Um, getting involved in town politics, as you and I both know, uh, being elected officials in town politics, 
uh, you really learn a lot about, you know, how things work and sort of how petty people can get. <laughs> so I, I remember once a New Bedford City Councilor telling me um, that they were going to move to New Hampshire where they had a summer house or a winter house, whatever you want to call it. Uh, boy, they'd have fun up there, in, in, you know, in those small town politics. And I thought, I don't think you would. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think you would no, at all. No, You might get shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the... Um, but we're going to have plenty of plenty in the towns. Um, we'll have more on Ward Three. Um, yeah. Again, as Marcus, I think so so correctly pointed out, just because you're running for Ward Three doesn't mean you're only going to be voting on Ward Three issues. You're going to have the whole city budget. Yeah. So the whole city. Budget. Everybody. Yeah. It's a vote on the city budget. It's a vote for Sergeant Cassidy's benefits. It's yes. a vote for um, uh, collective bargaining for public employees. It's a vote for the whole city. So those, that stuff's really that you know. Like uh, Councilor Dunn chaired the ordinance committee, and uh, that covers the whole city. Now Scott Lima, who's the Ward Five Councilor, I think is right. chairing the ordinance committee. Right. So your your ward councilor is going to have um, say over over matters that impact everybody. So if it's not your ward councilor that's on the ballot right now, I think you know it still behooves you to pay attention. The other thing, Marcus, is that what we do know is that we got a nice field of candidates so far, but only one of them is going to get elected, mm-hmm. right? So that'll leave six or so other candidates without a home, so to speak. Um, we're not going to put them in a pallet shelter quite yet, but what we'll do is they may decide they want to run at large. Yeah. Right? Or they may, that happens they a may, lot. Right? They may decide that the special election was too special, too quick, so they're going to come back in the fall you know, for a real general. Um, my point being, folks, is that just because they're running in Ward 3 for the special doesn't mean they're not going to be on your ballot maybe next year. Right. Right. So, um, very, very interesting season. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It, 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 you might see a, you know, I'm hoping there's a lot more interest in the, in the municipal elections in Fairhaven. We're getting better turnout, I think because of the recall and all of that. And I've, you know, I, I'm really happy about that. I mean, it's still like 20%, but 20% is pretty good. It's better than New Bedford. It, it is. And it's, um, I'm not a fan of recalls, but I mean, I think you're right, Marcus. It did certainly energize a population. It yeah. got people more interested in it. Yeah. Um, even if it's to say they never for, want to for, go through that for again. For better or for worse. Right. I, I'm not necessarily a fan of recalls either. No. Even look if it's to River. say I never want to do that again. Yeah, right. right? Look, right? At, look at Fall River, for example. They're recalling people all the time. Well, Fall River, not the people, but the politics over there are an absolute disaster. Yes. Um if you have a recall, you never have an, an off year. Yeah, right. You exactly. never have an opportunity it's to govern. Right. Never. It's exhausting is the right word. In a two-year term. Yes. Right. I think fall is it the mayor two years. And the people yeah, who like politics as sport. Yeah. Like gladiators. Yeah. Um, or, or fans at a gladiator match would be probably the better way to put it. Sure. Um, that bloodthirstiness. Uh, it's really. I think hurt Fall River in many, many ways. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad we don't have that recall petition provision no, here. No, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad I'm I'm glad it doesn't exist in New Bedford as well because you can get a you you just need a handful of cantankerous people to really um, you with know, social media it doesn't take long. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. It doesn't it doesn't take very long, and it doesn't take that many people to. Um, it doesn't take that many people to uh, to 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 get it go to get one of those going in like Fall River and stuff. Hey, listen, we got to take a break and then we'll uh, we'll be right back. This is South Coast tonight uh, with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. 
to replace your Social Security card? In most states, you can request one online with a My Social Security account. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. You can also get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash my account. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. We leave no warrior behind. Wounded Warrior Project is a nonprofit organization created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war. Whether those scars are physical or mental, we're here to make sure that they heal. And whether it's helping those with post-traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again, are giving much-needed support to injured warriors and veterans' hospitals. Because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. At Shriners Hospitals for Children, there are a million reasons to share love. My buddy Caleb is one of them. This is his story. Hi, I'm Caleb. I was born with spinal bone disease. I have broken my bones almost 200 times, and I have had 11 surgeries. But I didn't let that stop me. There are a million reasons to share love, but you only need one. To learn how you can share love, visit loveshriners.org. I'm Ryan Seacrest. First responders are people who stand for a greater purpose. They will be there for you when nobody else is, to help you, your family, your community. This is their selfless promise. This is their sworn duty to protect, to serve, to help. They put themselves in harm's way for us. They come to the rescue at times when we need them most. First responders are making enormous personal sacrifices to keep showing up for us and fighting the good fight. Nearly 70% of all firefighters are volunteers. That means when they get injured or quarantined, they may not have a way to pay their rent or keep their family safe and fed. No matter who you are or where you live, when you call 911 and ask for help, first responders show up now. Let's show up for the people who show up for us every day and every night. Go to firstrcf.org and make a difference today. One's on the left, left. the other on the right. right. Back in the middle with you. But they're both ready to call it right down the middle. More of Marcus and Chris on South Coast Tonight here on WBSM. And welcome back to the show. fun you got on anything to say. <laughs> Marcus just has talk, nothing to say. Talk, just talk, please. No. So we, um, I thought, I thought the first interview was very nice with with uh, Robert Cabral. Yep. We'll have uh, Rob, Bob Bromley coming up next. Yep. Uh, the eight o'clock hour. Because uh, I think Bob's a fascinating guy. He has a museum and he has a, a parade. Yeah. How do you beat that? <laughs> How do you beat that? Um. So um. So yeah. So. Uh, we've had a few of those, these candidates on. You can check out a couple of the columns I wrote on two of them already. Obviously, I'll write columns on the candidates that we had today. Uh, if you want to get, uh, you know, just an overview of who they are, the the the, the what they're running on, and um, 
Uh, really fascinating race. It's getting to be, I think, a pretty robust field of of, of candidates so far in this uh, in this special election. So, Marcus, as I was saying, um, after Robert left, um, I think with it's an it's an embarrassment of riches, really, so far with these candidates who are running. Right. Um, I've been imp- been happy with every one of them that I've met. Uh, maybe there'll be one I don't, but but probably. But so far, every, everyone's been very decent, um, very well meaning. Um, I know some of them better than others, um, but unfortunately, there'll only be one winner. Um, out of that will be a, a bunch of other people who have the real political bug. Yeah. So do any of them stick around to run again? Do any of them stick around to maybe run at large next next time around, Marcus? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think... That, there are I, people I, in the at-large uh, seats now that ran at, unsuccessfully for ward seat, like Ian. Absolutely, you know? right? Absolutely, Marcus. Yeah. And so I, I think you folks who don't live in Ward 3 but live in New Bedford, really ought to be paying attention to this because while you're not going to have an opportunity to vote right right away for these people, you very well likely have a, have a chance to vote for them in the future. you also have an opportunity if you like any of these candidates and there's somebody that you want representing the city, not just the ward but the city, you can donate to them, right? You That's can, true. You can volunteer for them uh, if you want to. And they'll give you an opportunity to tell them where you can contact them if they, if, if they want. I mean, we've had candidates the statewide some of the statewide candidates on the show and people have heard heard their story and were impressed and wanted to donate and i i know people that held signs for statewide candidates after they heard them here on south coast and i know people that have donated people that pulled a certain party ballot just to vote for a particular candidate yeah so 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 it'll give you an opportunity to support these candidates uh if you want and as a policy of the show marcus and i always make sure we ask the candidates to repeat a couple of times how you at home can get in touch with them yeah if you are interested um we hope you'll use that to be good but you know you never know but probably not probably not some of you and by the way i see some app chat messages um and i'll get to them later i just uh you know we're kind of doing a thing here (laughs) right 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 (laughs) we're kind of doing a thing here so i'll I'll get to those they're important questions that are being asked and and i will get to them uh later on uh in the program of course we're always here till uh we're always here till 10 o'clock so so chris yes marcus um how was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was nice. Yeah. Um, it's um, I, it's one of my favorite holidays. It's really, it's my least favorite. Is it? Out of all, well, out of all the ones that I'm like, I guess compelled to celebrate. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> compelled? What do you I mean? I mean, you're not compelled to celebrate Arbor Day, but you like it. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Lang and I would always celebrate Arbor Day here on the radio. But, but, but um, yeah, I mean, I I happen to like Thanksgiving. And Fourth of July, those are my my Fourth of July is my favorite, my big holiday. Fourth right? of July is my favorite. Um, yeah. me, Christmas is obviously a beautiful holiday because of the mm-hmm. birth of Christ and all that good stuff. But the um, seems to me that Thanksgiving is real cut and dry. I don't have to do anything. Yeah, it's true. You know, I failed at cooking a long time ago. And, yeah, and so I, I take that role uh, seriously. Uh, I just eat. What, um, I, what I do like about Thanksgiving is is the football. Um, so football's fantastic. I went to the Fairhaven Dartmouth game, uh, which. Because I, I went to Stang, but the the Thanksgiving game is Fian. They're all, all the way in Attleboro, so I just go to the Fairhaven Dartmouth game. And although Attleboro got a lot closer to us this year, it sure did. Yeah, <laughs> I read the Sun Chronicle all the time now. Right, so uh, so um, I I went to the Fairhaven Dartmouth game, which was excellent, and uh, I enjoyed seeing Dartmouth lose uh, as I always <laughs> do. And uh, then I just watched football all day from noon to to midnight, basically because of the Pats game and all of that. So hey, um, why don't we let's take a break now. Yes. And then we'll be right back. All right. Hey, welcome back. We're just closing out 
I was going to let you continue that conversation. It's always more Simpl- interesting off the air. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so uh, we're we're here with Bob Romley. He's going to be joining us in the eight o'clock hour after the news uh, break, and uh, that's that's pretty much it. You know. So, Marcus, I I really enjoyed your interview with uh, with our new sheriff, Paul Haru. Um, you know, I, I was with Tom. I've been friends with Tom for a long, long time, and I'll still be friends with Tom. But I did think that Mayor Mayor well Sheriff Haru uh, is getting off on the right note saying, look, I'm not going to toss out institutional knowledge. We're going to see what changes should be made, what changes maybe shouldn't be made. I thought it was a very good message. I thought it was really good, and I appreciated that he wanted to come here to to give that message out. Um, He thought it was important to do. Um, I spoke with him off the air a little bit. He goes, yeah, I just hope I, and he said to me, like, I hope I put some people people at ease that I'm not going to come in and just, you know, upset the apple cart. Right. Basically. So, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a very, it was a very good interview and there was a lot of people. But also, if you're not going to go along with the man's program, then you should leave. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, he doesn't yeah. have to say it. I'll say it for yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, if you're not going to go along, he's the sheriff now. Yeah. If you're not interested in his program, yeah, you should. You, should you, don't, go. you don't deserve the work there. Yeah. No, I agree, and I think they'll they'll probably, you know, he expects movement. They'll they'll definitely be some. Uh, they'll definitely be some movement. But there were people that were that worked at the sheriff's office that called in. There were people that, or spouses of people at the sheriff's office that called in. <laughs> there were people that were I think worked at the sheriff's office that messaged us on the app chat. And then I got I've gotten messages from people that uh, that worked there afterwards thanking me for having him on and, and having that uh, having that that forum. But yeah, I agree. I think there'll be some people that you know it, won't be getting. Look, I already program. know of one or two people who said, it's not for me, I'm moving, right? Yes. Fine. That's, yeah. that, that's, that's actually 